Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. I'm Funny Wine Girl, Janine Luby. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is comedy, humor, laughter, taking things a little bit more positively, lightly, lightening up, so to speak, because July 8th is a day that we're going to talk about an observance called SCUD, not uh, the name of the missile. Don't think of that. <laughs> that would be destructive. We're talking SCUD as in an observance that was created um, probably within the last 15, 20 years. And it stands for Savor. Wait, I got to get this right. Savor the comic. Unplug the drama. Okay, so you got that? Scud. That is observed on July 8th. So that's what we're going to be focusing on this week, how to lighten up, how to put some drama aside, some seriousness of life, and just try to savor the comedy, the humor, all of that in life. So as I like to do every week, or I've been trying to do every week, I'd like to start off by sharing a fun fact that has to do with wine. Uh, as I like to make clear to people, uh, this podcast is not exclusively about wine. In fact, I don't want it to be. I want it to be about all kinds of topics, uh, all kinds of talents that people have that they can share, tips and their ideas, their thoughts, their opinions, all kinds of topics, because life is like, like much like wine, it's a varietal, it's a blend of many grapes, many interests, many opinions. So it's going to be a mix, but I do want to mention some things about wine in each episode. So for this week, uh, I'm actually drinking water with lemon in my new Yeti mug, which I am so excited my friend Tina gave me because you know, I usually drink a ton of water every day with, with lemon in it, and I drink it in a glass, and I typically do not put ice in it. I just drink from my Brita water pitcher. I pour it into my glass, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's cold enough, but she was talking recently, Tina, about how cold the Yeti keeps her drink, so I thought I'd try it out today, and let me say, it is very cold, and no, this uh, podcast and this episode is not sponsored by Yeti, so, <laughs> but if the makers of Yeti want to reach out and give me some swag or money, that would be just fine. Uh, so I'm drinking uh, water with lemon tonight. A little later with my shrimp I'm going to make for dinner, I may have a glass of white wine, most likely uh, one of my favorite Gewürztraminers by Traveling Vineyard. It's called La Screaming Goat, and it is made in France. Uh, of course, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a Francophile. So yeah, let's get started being real pretentious, Janine. Uh, I just basically, that means I love France. I really do. And uh, we're, tonight's episode is not about that, or today's episode, this week's episode, whatever you want to call it. I'm off to a great start, and I've only been drinking water. So the fun fact, let's get to the fun fact. So because this week's episode is about taking things more lightly, being positive, I wanted to share a fun fact about a drink that is a fun drink because of the bubbles, because of the effervescence of it. Uh, so champagne, well, here's a fact that you probably have heard because it's pretty common that, you know, sparkling wine basically um, can only be called champagne if, well, only be called, there's not champagne police out there who are going to arrest you. But as far as what you should and should not be saying, uh, a sparkling wine should not be referred to as champagne unless 
it was made in the northern region of France, in the Champagne region of France. So when you have actual Champagne and the name is on the bottle, that means that it's from France. Now, uh, Prosecco is Italian sparkling wine. And then, of course, in America, uh, you'll usually see Osti Spumanti or just, just sparkling wine. And all of that is good to me. In fact, I actually, you know, as much as I love France, I don't love a lot of champagnes because many of them tend to be drier. But one thing they all have in common, I do like a lot of Proseccos though. One thing they all have in common is the bubbles. So the fun fact that I wanted to share this week is about the bubbles and the effervescence, which again, I think is perfect for this week's theme about taking life more lightly and uh, with effervescence, with fun, and hey, bubbles go right into that whole theme. So a little tidbit about the bubbles. So uh, this is just a quick Google search. So this is not scientific. I can't tell you that this was done by NASA or any scientist, but it's just a fun fact. So please don't quote this at a dinner party and get mad if someone corrects you. Just blame me and tell them to come seek me out. Um, There are supposedly 49 million bubbles in a 7,500 milliliter bottle bottle of champagne or sparkling wine. It didn't really specify. And there is, let's see, in a standard size glass when you're drinking, um, you know, Prosecco or bubbling uh, sparkling wine, it emits 30 bubbles every second. And now here's my last fun fact about bubbling or sparkling wine. It has three times the amount of carbonation that beer has. So if you ever drink Prosecco or champagne or sparkling wine or whatever you want to call it in whatever region it's from, and sometimes I know myself, I feel like sometimes it gives me more of a headache. I don't know about the correlation there, but if you feel kind of like, you know, bloated or whatever, there's a lot of bubbles, a lot of carbonation in sparkling wine. So uh, keep that in mind, three times the amount of carbonation that's in beer. So interesting fun facts to get started uh, for the week. And as I said, I wanted to focus this week, I am more than happy to focus on comedy, humor, all of that stuff any day of the week because I perform comedy, I've done improv over the years, I've done stand-up, and I lead laughter yoga more as, uh, I don't want to say an exercise, but more as a wellness tool or a wellness activity to help us uh, clear our minds, to relieve stress. It helps with our mental health and overall well-being to laugh. So that's how I have laughter in my life. So I love to promote it. But this week when I was looking for uh, or thinking about, I should say, what kind of topic I wanted to discuss, I saw that I had never heard of this observance before. July 8th is National Scud Day. And as I said, that stands for Savor the Comic, Unplug the Drama. Now, I imagine most of you have not heard of it. I don't want to make assumptions, but I, I'm in the biz and I never heard of it. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. I'm not really quote unquote in the biz. I'm not doing Vegas or anything. Um, but anyway, I, I was just looking up observances and, and let's face it, you know, these observances, they're a dime a dozen, right? I'm not mocking them. They're fun. They're fun uh, to create themes. They're really great marketing tools for people who have small businesses. You know, any kind of observance, you know, if it's like, oh, it's a petunia 
day, you know, and you happen to sell, you know, a uh, pink petunia caprice or something in your gift, in, you know, in your little boutique. Oh, well, hey, let's have 10% off our petunia pants today. It's a really great marketing tool when there's different observances. Do they really mean anything? Well, not necessarily, but hey, that's okay. We're just taking them lightly and it's just something fun, right? So July 8th, National Scud Day, I saw this and I thought, wow, that's interesting. Savor the comic, unplug the drama. So I did do a little research. I didn't, I couldn't do much of a deep dive because I really had trouble finding out a lot about the person who started it, but I found out what I think is enough information um, to get us started and to, to answer some questions. So this day was supposedly started by a woman named Stephanie West Allen. Now, I can't tell you where she was born, but I can tell you that she practiced law. She was a lawyer in California for many years. She was a prolific writer. She wrote in law journals and articles and, um, you know, for law schools. She has a blog, or she did, and she's written several books. Now, I did, from what I could find, uh, this day is attributed to her because apparently she had a club that was called the Scud Club, and I think maybe she had a newsletter. And so basically this woman believes in the value of humor and taking things lightly. Um, she went on, what I could find out is that she was a lawyer, and after practicing law, she basically kind of pivoted in her career. She became, well, she was a writer. I mentioned she did a lot of writing. She became a speaker, a writer, a coach, and a trainer. So she, uh, after you know, practicing law, she got into uh, doing programs for other lawyers and for other um, employers to help their employees by using humor and fun to make, um, you know, to, to make their training, whatever it is that they had to learn on the job, to make the learning easier, to make uh, it, it uh, last longer so that they could absorb the information they needed to absorb, and just applicable to daily life. So basically, she did training programs for lawyers and other workplaces where she incorporated the use of humor and fun. Uh, I did... Uh, find a couple websites with her name associated. And I sent, there was an email where you could email her. And I did send her an email a couple of days ago and invited her to be my guest. I did not get an email back. And I don't want to sound morbid because who wants to be morbid? But I'm thinking, I don't even know, quite frankly, if she's still alive. Uh, again, I don't mean to get negative or whatever. But I mean, this, uh, the last I could find as far as information about this was maybe around 2014 or 15. So I haven't, I didn't see anything in 2020 or 2019 or anything real recently um, about this woman, Stephanie West Allen, or about this particular day. It does come up as an observance, as I said, and it doesn't actually tell us when it started, but it did say that as far as uh, this particular person that I read, what they wrote, as far as they could tell, it dates back at least as far as 2007. So it's, you know, you know over 14, about 14 years, maybe even longer ago. And as I said, I don't know too much about this woman and where her whereabouts now. <clears throat> Pardon me, as I've said in other uh, podcasts, and I do apologize, I've been doing this now just about two months. Each week, I learn something new. Uh, I learn a new problem, <laughs> something new that I have to overcome, and I'm still 
I'm a procrastinator, so I still need to learn editing. So I do apologize. I will be taking short water breaks just so that I can soothe my throat because, of course, as life happens, uh, right before I got started uh, recording this today, I had turned off my air conditioner because, of course, I don't want any background noise. And I think I, I would have thought that air conditioning wasn't good for allergies. I would think that it makes us more stuffed up. But I turned it off and all of a sudden I felt more stuffed up. So maybe that was helping me. My allergies are, are not great this summer and I'm not really taking too much for them. Sometimes I take Allegra, but I, I don't know. I don't like to take a lot of things if I don't really have to. And not just because I'm not like afraid of medicine, but um, or, or prescriptions, I should say, or anything like that. It's just if I'm not positive that they're going to help, why bother? So anyway, but that's a different <laughs> topic for another time. So so July 8th, as I said, savor the comic, unplug the drama. I found this online and I am all for any reason, any day to promote the use of humor, of taking things lightly, and unplugging from our drama, our worries, um, all of our adults, all of our adulting that tends to stress us out and lead to anxiety, and that can lead to all kinds of health and wellness issues. So, um, like I said, a little bit about Stephanie West Allen. She started it because she uh, clearly she believed in humor and taking things lightly. And she is one of many people that believe that. Uh, I love the name. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I think it's an interesting name for an observant, savor the comic, unplug the drama, but I love the word savor. And while I want to focus on uh, promoting the use of humor into our lives, our daily lives, so that we can unplug from stress and drama, I want to take a minute to focus on that word, savor, because what I want to talk about today isn't just the humor and the comedy, but the the use of being uh, positive, the use of uh, of positive thinking in our lives and positivity, positive beliefs, positive actions. While that's not humorous, that's not comic, it does kind of fit together in this realm with laughter uh, because it, it's all about using these uh, tools or resources to make our lives better, to make ourselves well, to take care of our mental health, our physical health, our whole well-being as a complete person. So all of it, it is, excuse me, all of it is helpful. I took a positive psychology course online that was offered through Coursera, and it was through Philadelphia, excuse me, University of Philadelphia, Martin Seligman, S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N, Marty Seligman. He has done a ton of research about positive thinking, and he had with this particular course, many people, <clears throat> excuse me, many wonderful researchers who presented their research in this course and who lectured. Uh, Angela Duckworth is one who comes to mind. Uh, mind, excuse me, I Barbara, and I'm blanking on her last name, but they talked about the power of grit. They talked about the power of um, of just thinking positively, of being grateful, gratitude, of being experiencing a sense of awe. So when you see a gorgeous sunset and you can't help but stop with your mouth open and go, oh my gosh, that is beautiful. So they talked about research that was done with... Um, 
astronauts and how that sense of awe is actually good for our mental health and for our overall well-being. When they looked at, you know, the earth from up above, they had such a sense of wonder and awe. And they talk about that in the research about just what it does to our minds and our bodies. It's actually a really healthy thing. So anyway, with this positive psychology course, I did learn a lot. And one of the things I learned about was savoring. That's why I want to focus on this word savor. When we learn to savor positive moments, uh, whether they just happened, like something good just happened to you, or it's something that happened to you last week, last month, uh, five years ago, when you take time to savor, you're doing something really healthy and good for yourself. So the whole idea of savoring is... It's a deliberate act. It's a deliberate uh, spending time to just amplify or really intensify uh, positivity in your mind, and therefore that affects your body as well. So let's say that you know um, you picked some flowers. <clears throat> excuse me. Earlier in the day, you went for a walk. You went for a hike. Maybe you live uh, out in a rural area and there's beautiful flowers and you went for a walk with, you know, maybe your partner, uh, your son, your daughter, your granddaughter, your grandson, a good friend. You went for a walk, you brought these flowers home and you put them in a vase or vase if you want to get classy. And then you set them down in a room and then, you know, you walked into another room. Maybe you turned, you made a mistake. You, you turned on the nightly news and you're watching it and you're hearing about uh, Elsa the storm, you're hearing about um, economic crises, you're hearing about murders, all kinds of negative stuff. All of a sudden, you don't feel so positive or happy. So turn off the TV, go back out into your room, wherever you put them, in the kitchen, in the sunroom, on your deck, your patio, your porch, sit down in a chair and look at those beautiful flowers. And so savoring is not just looking at them, but even remembering the moment you pick them. Thinking back to only hours earlier when you were walking on a beautiful trail, uh, maybe you had some nice shade through the trees, the sun was coming through the trees, but you had shade, so you weren't too warm, you were comfortable, you could hear rocks crunching under your feet, uh, you, you heard birds, songbirds chirping and singing their song, and it was just a really nice afternoon, and maybe you remember having a great conversation with your friend, your partner, whoever you walked with, and then seeing the beautiful, vibrant colors of these flowers, and who knows, maybe some of them have a beautiful fragrance as well. So you could sit and look at those flowers and be brought back to that moment or that hour that you spent walking with your friend and then picking up those flowers and arranging them in the vase. That is what savoring is all about. And you could do it with pretty much any, you know, anything, any moment or memory that was positive for you. Sit down, focus. You don't have to sit. I'm saying sit down. You could be standing. You could be driving. The idea is that you are going to spend some of your mental energy. You're going to invest that mental energy into something positive so you can savor. And what happens, two important things happen when you savor. You take away... Uh, the opportunity to sit and dwell in negativity. So when you're focusing on something positive, you can't focus on something negative at the same time. So you're preventing yourself from dwelling or spending time on negativity 
and you're amplifying the positive. So you enjoyed getting the flowers, but now you're savoring it. So you're thinking about it more. So you're you're not only taking away the opportunity for yourself to be negative, but you're amplifying the positive in your life. And research says that that is just so healthy for us. Because when we savor, we experience uh, these positive emotions like joy, love, gratitude, serenity, peace, tranquility. There's uh, research that says it helps to improve our sleep. Excuse me. It helps to improve our sleep, our creative thoughts, and boost our immune system. So that's a reason to savor. Now, I don't want to go off on this too much because this itself could be a whole topic. Um, But the other side of that coin, of course, there's two sides of the coin. One side is the ability to amplify positive moments in life, and that's done through savoring them. The other side of that coin is your capacity or your ability to cope with negative negative things that happen. Because as we know, you can't just sit and savor all day. Life is going to happen. You might, you know, get a bill that's way more than you expected. It might be for something related to healthcare. Or I'll share my story, uh, AT&T the past two months with my my mobile bill. Uh, My data usage, everything was fine for the past two years, the same plan. And now suddenly, I'm flying through data. Hmm, interesting. So I spent two hours on the phone yesterday trying to resolve that issue. At the end, at least I did get some credit for my bill and found out that there's a new plan available that's cheaper. Gosh golly. I had to, of course, find out about it that way. They couldn't give me the plan because that's not how it works, even though I've been a customer for 30 years. But I don't want to dwell on that. That is negative. So negative things will happen. So we have to learn to cope with them. If we have good coping skills and we learn to savor, it's it's the two sides of the coin that will help us to get through life and to cope, to be happy, to be positive, and to be healthy. That is the idea that savoring can actually help us to be healthy. So I don't want to spend too much more time on that because as I said, that is really in and of itself, that is a whole ball of wax as far as positive thinking. I could spend hours really talking about it. Let's face it, there's a whole course on it in Coursera if you want to check it out. Marty Seligman, I strongly encourage it. There's also a course with a Dr. Lori Santos from Yale. That is also through Coursera, and that is about I'm going to mess up the actual title, but basically it's about positivity and the science of well-being, and that is a very popular course, and it's a very good course. And the great thing about these courses that you take, you not only learn from people who've researched, but they give you little activities so that you can put this stuff in motion, so you have a reason to focus on this. They might actually give you an activity where they tell you to savor for 30 minutes, sit in a chair and savor some positive memories. Thank you for allowing me to take that break and for hanging with me. Yes, I remember doing that activity where you sit and savor and you could, I used the example of the flowers earlier, but you could scroll through photos on your phone. Yes, we say that, you know, we should unplug, but let's face it, let's be realistic. These days, where do we have most of our photos? On our phone. So you could spend 15 minutes just looking at pictures from a trip that you took with your partner, your husband, wife, your children, <clears throat> anyone, a good friend, I, maybe even strangers. Maybe you took a charter trip and you didn't know anyone and you made friends. Sit down and look at those photos and 
even, you know, look at a photo and then close your eyes and see if you can remember through your senses how warm it was. What was the temperature? What was what did it feel like? Was it hot? Was it cold? Was it salty air? Could you smell, you know, delicious foods or could you smell the salt in the ocean? What was that like? Take yourself back to something really positive and pleasant and that will definitely help you be in a good place. So that's, I I know I spent a lot of time on the word savor and the uh, research behind that, but it's, it's positive, it's bubbly, and it kind of, it definitely ties into what else I want to talk about, which is the other part, savor the comic and unplug the drama. So let's talk about the comic or the humor, the lightness, the levity in life. You know, a lot of people might say, well, I'm not a comedian, so I can't write jokes or, you know, life is so serious. I have bills. I have responsibilities. I don't have time. How can I take life so lightly? Come on, tell me that. So I hear you. Let me say, I hear you. We all have a lot of things going on. We all have stress. And obviously, we don't all have the same stressors or the same amount of stress. Um, I'm at a point now where my parents are older. My dad is 84. My mom is 76. They are, thank, I think, thankfully, they are still healthy and well, but I worry what's coming next. So that is something that started to invade my sleep at night, but I, I don't want to start giving that too much uh, credence because I have them now, here and now, I get to spend time with them and they're both in very good health. So why, as the old saying goes, don't borrow trouble? Why borrow trouble? So I'm in a good place. Other people are in a different place with that journey. Maybe their parents are in the hospital or a nursing home or they just lost a parent. So we're all at different places, but the bottom line is we will all experience most of the same things throughout life. Some people will experience greater tragedies than others. That is true, but we do all have stress. But we do need to make time. We need to focus on how we can infuse our day with a little bit of laughter, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of levity, because you just can't be serious 100% of the time. It is unhealthy. It leads to more stress and stress leads to heart disease, heart attacks, um, a variety of health and wellness issues. And in fact, stress cost, uh, it's, there's a, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's an expensive uh, thing. Stress cost employers in America. I think it's several, I want to say $200 billion a year because Uh, the stress that employees experience, and it leads to sick days, it leads to reduced productivity, it leads to illness. So employers who do focus on helping their uh, employees be well through a variety of resources are the smart ones because not only are they going to save money in the long run, but they're going to be having They're going to have employees who are happier, and when employees are happier, they are more productive, and that's definitely a better thing for your company. So, um, but that's just an aside. This is not a business podcast right now. Uh, So let's talk about making your day more, oh, more bubbly, just like we mentioned the bubbles before in the champagne. How do you add some levity, some lightness into your day? So... I'm just going to give you some ideas. Like I said, I'm not expecting you to be a comedian or anything like that or throw out some banana peels and start sliding and slipping on them. Not to mention everyone's humor is different, right? So one of the basic things we could say is 
try to watch something funny that you know you enjoy. Don't don't experiment like, oh, maybe I'll try this comedy. If you're in, in desperate need of a laugh because you're having a rough day and you want to add more levity to your day, watch something that you know is going to make you laugh. I love to watch old sketches of SNL. Um, I love to watch little bits earlier before this podcast. I was watching uh, Jim Gaffigan. He is one of my favorite comedians. And he's someone that a lot of people can relate to because he's a family man. He's clean. It's not a lot of, not that I'm, you know, opposed to using curses or anything, but he's very relatable. He's like an everyday guy. He's got like five kids. Um, I relate to him because he's Catholic. So he does some Catholic jokes. Uh, he's very pale, uh, Irish and get sunburned easily, so I can relate to that as well. But I watch, you know, little snippets of stand-up that I enjoy, like him. I watch SNL sketches that crack me up. I love Melissa McCarthy. So if you know that there's a certain comedian or a certain show that you like, spend five minutes on YouTube, 10 minutes, you know, maybe on your your break, if you do get a break, or if you're in between projects, you just got off a Zoom call, and then you have an, a meeting that's actually an in-person meeting in the afternoon, but you have like a half an hour, watch a three to five minute video on YouTube. I guarantee you, you will feel better. If it makes you laugh, it is going to relax you. It's going to make you feel better, especially if you're about to enter a meeting where things are going to be tense or maybe you don't get along with the person in this particular meeting or maybe you have to deliver bad news. It will help you put you in a better place. So definitely check that out. Bloopers. I love to watch uh, bloopers from shows. I love Seinfeld and The Office, Schitt's Creek. So sometimes I'll watch the bloopers, you know, when they mess up a line or they just can't deliver their lines without laughing because they're just in, you know, a giddy mood or they're having a giggle giggle fest. So check those out in just a couple minutes. You'll be surprised at how quickly you'll feel better by laughing. So that's one way to add more humor or laughter into your life. Uh, If you have more time, watch the full stand-up special, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. Watch a couple sitcoms that you like. Obviously, if you do have the time, the longer you can laugh, the better you'll feel. So that's what I recommend. Play more. As adults, we tend to stop playing Play with your kids, your grandkids. And I don't just mean throwing the ball in the backyard or, you know, exercise is great. I love to kayak and I like to run, but I mean really play. If you ever watched, if you were a fan of Friends, there's an episode where Phoebe is running and uh, Jennifer Aniston's character, Rachel, is embarrassed because Phoebe is running. She says she's running. She's kind of running like kids would run and doesn't care if she has people staring at her. She's running with her legs wide and her her arms out. And she's just like, ah, she's going full force, just going at it, just being playful and funny and silly. Um, do some hopscotch. Play some paddle ball. Color. Play a board game. Um, just be silly for a little bit. Make some faces. Put on a tiara or a silly hat. That's why it's great when you do, and I'll admit I do not have children, but when I do spend time with my friends who's, unfortunately, all the kids are pretty much grown up right now. Um, The youngest, my friend uh, with the youngest kid would be, I guess she's about 10 right now. And unfortunately, she's getting beyond the point of playing. She's getting into 
games on her iPad. So I'm not as much fun anymore. But we used to dance together. We, you know, we would do a little dance uh, where you had to follow. I don't even know if it's just dance or one of those apps where I was like terrible at trying to follow the animated dancer. But I had fun and I was getting exercise. So play. Watch funny videos, watch funny sitcoms, and play. That's another suggestion. Um, Try just to find the humor in your everyday life. When I do teach people how to write stand-up comedy, a monologue, and I've done this with college students when I've taught them public speaking, I talk to them about trying to focus on what we call the pain points in their life. And I read, if you're looking for a book, Judy Carter, The Comedy Bible. It's a really good book if you do want to ever try stand-up. And even if you don't want to perform, but you want to write about things in your life and try to write jokes, comedy material, check it out. It's Judy Carter's Comedy Bible. We talk about finding the unfortunate things in your life, the pain points. Now, again, Everyone's sense of humor is different. Everyone's coping ability is different. So if you can't even bring yourself to think of something tragic that happened in your life, you know, maybe you lost a loved one a year ago and there is nothing funny in your mind related to that. Okay, then don't go there. But someone else may have lost a loved one a year ago and maybe when they think of the viewing or the funeral, maybe they even giggle a little when they think of, you know, Aunt Sue's, you know, phone going off and, you know, the ringtone being something, you know, ridiculous, like I like big butts and I cannot lie. Like, so maybe they, they can find the humor. Everyone is different. It's up to you what you choose to focus on. Maybe you want to choose something like everyday pain points, like potholes in the city, or you want to talk, or, you know, maybe you want to focus on the fact that you put on an extra five pounds and, you know, your favorite pair of pants doesn't fit you. Or maybe you don't want to focus on that. Again, you know yourself, but try to see the humor in your day, in your life. That is what many comedians do. Uh, When I write my material, I focus on what's going on in my life, the pain points. And for me, I have put on weight. Um, You know, I'm working on some new material because I'm going to be doing a a little brief performance for a local networking event, July 22nd at Malatessi's with Net Credit Union. And it's called Wine, Women, and Wealth. So they're going to get to chit chat and, you know, network. And we're going to entertain them, Mary Ray Pash and I. And it should be a great time. So I'm working on some new material and you know I'm, I'm working on something about you know trying to avoid uh, breast cancer and being healthier and it's like okay drinking can lead to breast cancer okay um, and so can supposedly aluminum in deodorant has uh, been tied to breast cancer so did I give up drinking wine no but I have switched to natural deodorant And so I don't smell as good, but um, hopefully that's going to help keep me, uh, maybe keep me from getting cancer. Um, So I'm working on material (laughs) tied to that. Uh, Also, I am going to turn 50 in September. So I'm, you know, I got a lot going on as far as aging goes, like getting excited about finding my favorite heartburn medicine. Uh, which is Alka-Seltzer gummies, by the way, because they have melatonin in them and they help you to sleep at night. Um, That's my excitement these days. And looking in the mirror and not seeing myself anymore. You know, when I look in the mirror, I see Tom Hanks. 
and I hear a voice that says, we're the captain now, bitch. And it's the voice of my 49-year-old hormones who have just hijacked this vessel, this body of mine. Uh, I am not in control. My hormones are running the ship. So I find, I'm trying to find humor in things like that. The fact that I go for a run and I'm all proud of myself and then I get home and I can't even take off my sports bra without dislocating my shoulder. So you have to, I don't, don't excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't want to give you orders. You don't have to do anything. But if you can at least attempt to see or find the humor in these things in life that are embarrassing, painful, not so happy, you can kind of laugh at them. If you can do that, you now have taken control. You are no longer a victim to these things. You have power over them. And you might be sitting there going, oh, that's rubbish. Well, let me tell you. Uh, Another resource you might want to check out is uh, Stand Up for Mental Health. It's an organization in Canada run by David Grenier. He himself does have some mental health issues, and he works with people who have uh, a variety of issues from bipolar disorder, uh, personality disorders, schizophrenia, and he helps them basically write about their pain points, the issues with their, uh, the challenges that they face in life with their mental health issues. And they write stand-up comedy and they perform and they're funny. They're not only funny, but they're taking control and they're using humor to get through their rough days, their challenges. I'm not telling you they don't have rough days, but this is one way that they can have better days and they could feel proud when they get up on stage, they make people laugh and they feel in control. So that's what humor can do. It can help you take control and have power over these things that, you know, I mean, and it's not easy. I'm not going to tell you that. You don't know how long I spent dwelling about my AT&T bill, it being overpriced or the fact that my uh, refund this year has still not come. Every other year, my IRS refund, my federal refund was here within a week or two. This year, a new tax attorney, hmm, or new CPA, I should say. Interesting coincidence or something more? I think about that and dwell on it a lot. But all you can do is either attempt to try to find the answers so that you can get a resolution or you accept and just try to make yourself be a little bit calmer about it. Because if you just keep griping and cursing, you're going to make yourself feel bad. You're not going to feel healthy and it's not going to get you anywhere. So as July 8th is, savor the comic, unplug the drama. Okay, so I have gone long as usual. I'm not quite sure how long, but I don't want to to bore you too much. I hope I'm not boring you. I mean, I could talk about comedy and humor forever and ever, and I, of course, do talk to myself a lot. I don't know. I might be my only audience, but um, so watch funny videos or sitcoms, whatever it is that makes you laugh play, spend time playing, being silly, taking things lightly. Try to find the humor in your life. See if you can even find a joke in what is going on. Uh, Like I said, Judy Carter, Comedy Bible. It can help you uh, write a joke. And the basic idea is you're looking at the ridiculousness uh, of what's happening in life and the incongruities. That is where uh, laughter comes from. The humor comes from. And let me see if I have any other suggestions for you. Um, Yes, I had, I thought I had more. Oh, laugh at yourself. Yes. Uh, 
Self-deprecating humor is also healthy. But that goes in line with what I was just talking about. Trying to find the humor in life. Uh, again, I've put on weight, so I'm trying to find the humor in that. Uh, I have tons of, um, well, some are moles. Um, Freckles' ugly cousin, as I saw it on one show. I don't know if that was Seinfeld. I forget. Uh, a lot of, I call them sunspots, but my 29-year-old dermatologist, who I really do like, she's a lovely gal, but with her beautiful alabaster skin, she corrected me one time and said, um, they're actually uh, called age spots. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So after I helped her up off the floor from when I punched her, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, I have a ton of age spots. I have moles. So after I go for a run in the woods or the trails, I'm like, yeah, I'm really going to look for a tick. Come on. I'm not going to find a tick on my body. I'll be pulling out moles left and right. It's like, yeah, I'll never see that. It's like, it's like I have a treasure map on my arms and legs. But again, I have to find the humor in it because I can't change my skin right now. It's full of moles. I'm Irish. I'm German. I have fair skin. And the sun has just beaten up my arms and legs. So what are you going to do? So the other things I wanted to mention uh, as far as savoring the comic and unplugging from your drama. So laugh at yourself. Um, do a reality test. This isn't so much about comedy, but think about... Think about... What makes you upset and then, or maybe this is probably better for if you're anticipating something because this is what a lot of us do. I anticipate stress. I anticipate negativity and that can steal you of joy, right? Do a reality test. So maybe you're nervous about a presentation at work or maybe you're nervous about having a conversation with someone. What I used to talk about with my speech students was one of the suggestions about dealing with anxiety is to do a reality test and ask yourself, what is the absolute worst thing that can happen? Is this person going to throw a chair at you? Is this person going to toss you in a river? What are they going to do? Well, are you worried? You're worried maybe that you'll be embarrassed or you're worried that maybe this person's going to be upset with you. That's not the end of the world. So do some reality testing and maybe even envision, if you want to add some humor, envision them throwing you over a river or throwing tomatoes at you or a watermelon over your head. I don't know. These are just ideas so that you don't take yourself and life so seriously. And most importantly, that you don't focus on the negativity. So I'm going to wrap up there because there are so many different ways that you can add humor and comedy to your life. And I just wanted to give you some. So let's recap. Watch funny shows and videos that you like. Go to YouTube. If you only have a short amount of time, look up videos that you enjoy. Maybe they're cats or dogs doing silly things, or maybe they're bloopers from your favorite sitcom, or maybe they're SNL sketches, or they're, you know what, if you have a certain uh, comedian that you like, you can definitely go out there and find like a three to five minute clip that you can watch, make you laugh and feel better. So watch the things you know will make you laugh. Try to look for the humor and comedy in life, in your daily life, and see if you can make it a joke of it. Uh, see if you can laugh at yourself. Play. Spend more time playing, being silly. If you have young children in your life at all, whether they're nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, grandchildren, spend time with them and be silly. Now, of course, if you've been babysitting them every single day of the week, you probably have enough time with them. <laughs> But I'm saying for people who don't, you know, take those opportunities to be playful, to be silly.
And think about what is the worst possible thing that can happen. You know, it's it's likely not that bad, as bad as you're thinking of it. And I'd like to close with uh, the way I started talking about savoring. It is not based in humor, but it is a positive thing, just like those positive positive effervescent bubbles we talked about in the beginning of the show, in the champagne, in the, in the sparkling wine. So think about savoring and making yourself feel better by focusing on positivity, the positiveness in life. Believe me, I know it's not always easy and I don't mean to preach because I'm with you. I spend a lot of time with negative thoughts. Sometimes they get stuck and you know, I don't know if you've heard the expression mental floss, like you get something stuck, like you, like corn or whatever gets stuck in your teeth. Sometimes a negative thought gets stuck in your head and you need something to jam it out of there. So try savoring. Think about something positive that you know is going to put a smile on your face, that you know might even make you laugh, and then there's no room for the negativity. So happy sa- uh, happy Scud Day. Savor the comic. Unplug the drama. I hope you can manage to do that, not just on July 8th, but as much as possible because it's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical and spiritual health. So next week, I hope you'll join me because I will be interviewing. Oh, I don't really like that term. Even though I have a degree in journalism, I don't want these to be interviews. They're more conversations. We're going to be talking. I'm not going to be, you know, it's not an interrogation. It's not an interview. Laura Martinetti is a good friend of mine, and we're going to have a conversation. She has um, a podcast of her own, which she'll tell you about. And she has the Colorful Takeout Queen food blog. She and I are going to have a really fun time talking about food memories. What are some joyful things that you think about? Hey, it ties into this week's topic, savoring. This time of year, I sometimes have these moments that'll flash back to when I was a kid and I went to block parties and I had like potato pancakes or pizza frita, ice cream from, you know, an ice cream truck that was, you know, around the block. So we're going to be talking about childhood memories that are brought on by food and some things that maybe food that we like to have now because it comforts us and makes us think of our childhood times that were good times. So please, if you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor and send me a message. There's a, a way that you can do that on, I believe it's on all of them, but if you go on Anchor, you can send me a message. I would love to hear from you and hear about some of your foods that are associated with very positive childhood memories. And you can also reach out to me. I have a Facebook page called Funny Wine Girl Janine, and I also have Laugh to Live. So if you want to learn more about how to savor and add humor into your life, check out my Facebook page, Laugh to Live, and also I have Laugh to Live dot net net my blogs will also give you additional ideas and suggestions about how to take your life more lightly so thank you very much for being here um, and I hope that you have a wonderful day evening week whatever you uncork I hope you enjoy it I hope it's something very happy that you uh, can savor and savor with your life so have a great week and I hope I'll have you with me next week when Laura Martinetti is my guest. Thanks for listening. This has been Funny Wine Girl Janine, and you've been listening to Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl.